This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Let's pray. Lord God, as you give us your word, we, we see that you want us to be the, the light in the world. So God, open our hearts. And fill us with your mercy and with your grace and with your love. Because then and only then can we really be lights that shine on you. Lord, help us to see you. And help all people to see you through us. So that you might receive the glory that you're due. Pray this in the powerful and saving name of Jesus. Amen. Labels are powerful. Labels easily identify products, places, and people. For example, when you see the, the labels that are up on the screen, the labels of Tide and, and Coke and, and Nike, you immediately, you know what we're talking about, right? They, they, they easily identify. When you see Tide, you're not thinking about a car, right? You're thinking about detergent and so on. They're just powerful. They, they speak a message right away. Labels sometimes are so powerful that they, they not only tell us about a product, but also a place, okay? So for example, if you see the golden arches of McDonald's, right, you know what we're talking about right away. You can picture the restaurant, you can think about the food and, and all those kinds of things too. And if you see this, you know exactly what's going on, right? It's my pleasure, right? <laughs> Not only, you know, it's so powerful, not only does it talk about the product and the place, but also the service. And then the, the one that's on the screen, right, for many of us, that's our home away from home. They're all the time. Labels. Um, they're powerful. They not only identify places and products, but again, also people. We all have Labels. What are some of the labels that you have? Think about that for a minute. What are some of the labels that, that you have? How are you identified? How do you identify yourself? As we share the labels, right, we, we probably shared the ones or, or one that we like, right? But, but we also have some labels that maybe we don't like. Some are good labels, some aren't so good labels. Some are labels we give to ourselves. Some are, are labels that other people give to us. And, and sometimes we're label makers, right? We give other people labels as well. And all labels categorize us in one way or another. And sometimes we end up discriminating against people because of their label. Today, as Pastor Ben mentioned, we're gonna be continuing our, our series, Detox. And, and what we're gonna do is we're gonna look at really two very, very powerful ways of living, okay? They're opposite of each other, but they're super powerful ways to live, okay? And so the, the first way that we're gonna look at is, is the one that comes natural to us. As we go through life, uh, there are always people, right? There are always people who think they are better than everyone else. 
Maybe you know someone like that. And, and if you're sitting next to them, don't do anything right now, okay? But there, there are these people that think they're better than everyone else. Maybe it's because they've got the, the corner office on like the 25th floor looking over the lake. Or maybe it's because their, their bank account is, is swollen, it's, it's big. Or maybe it's because they... They, have, they belong to a certain religious group. You know, they have this certain religious, they think, superiority. Um, you know, some people do think, right, that they are morally superior. Have, have you ever run into any of them? Right. In, in Scripture, we have a, a guy like that. And, and he says this. He goes to God in prayer. and He says, oh, God, oh, God, I thank you. That I'm not like other people. I, I think you are, I'm not like the people in the news. You know, the, the robbers, the, the evildoers, the adulterers. God, I, I thank you that, that I, I'm not even like the other people who are worshiping with me right now. You know, the, the tax collectors. Discrimination isn't new. It's been around for a long time, and, and unfortunately, it's still really prevalent today as well. James talks about one form of discrimination uh, in the words that we're going to look at today from James chapter 2. He says, my brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in filthy old clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you. But you say to the poor man, you stand there or, or sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Have you not discriminated among yourself and become judges with evil thoughts. Have you ever discriminated against anyone? Have you ever discriminated against someone because of the color of their skin? Have you ever discriminated anyone because of the size of their body? Maybe, maybe they're more round or, or they're more like a toothpick. Or maybe they're tall or small. Have you ever discriminated against anyone because of the way they dress? Have you ever discriminated against anyone because uh, they're from a different country? Or maybe because they're uh, uh, from a different part of our country. You know, when I left Texas to come to Wisconsin to go to school, my godmother, right, the one who was there at my baptism, who was going to bring me up in the training and instruction of the Lord, she says to me, you're not going to become a Yankee, are you? Like, Where did you even get that from? Have you ever discriminated against someone who lives in a different part of the state than you do? Or a different part of the city than you do. Have you ever discriminated against someone because they, they speak a different language than you do? After all, this is America, right? 
or because they have a different accent? Have you ever looked down on someone because of their hairstyle or their lack of hairstyle? Have you ever looked down on someone because they're, they're piercing? Well, that's, you know, I really wasn't expecting to see that there. Or because they're inked up and part of that ink's on their face too. Have you ever looked down on someone, thought less of someone, just because they cheer for a different sports team? or because they support a different political party, or because they have a different view of the pandemic than you do? Have you ever discriminated against someone because of their gender? I'm told still today in 2021 that in some places, women doing the exact same job as men aren't being compensated in the same way. Have you ever discriminated someone because of age? (laughs) They're too old. They don't get it. Or they're too young. They don't know what they think they know. Have you ever discriminated in any way? You know, like those football players, they make like a million dollars a game? Really? Have you ever been discriminated against? If so, you, you know how horrible that is. The, the feelings of, of fear and insecurity, mistreatment, misrepresentation, not being understood. All the lack of love and hate. And if you've ever been discriminated against, I want you to know that, that Jesus understands because he was discriminated against too. When he was being crucified by the Roman soldiers, the Roman soldiers, they, Jesus was Jewish. They didn't really care. He was a Jew. He was dispensable. Not a big deal. For Jesus, some of the Jewish people, right? They, they labeled him a false teacher, a blasphemer, someone who was demon-possessed. Discrimination's nothing new. And it's all over. And a lot of it really just stems from We base our identity and our value on what we do and what we have and what we look like. That's another way of saying that we're self-righteous and that we're work-righteous. That we're trying to earn our approval before God based on what we do and, and what we look like. And in that process, then, because we've got to be good there, we'll, we'll end up tearing other people down to try and make us look good. It's a very powerful way to live. It's also a way to live that is very toxic, filled with bias and bigotry and stigma and stereotypes and prejudice. Straight up, God can't stand discrimination. Discrimination is a sin. It's a sin against the crown of God's creation. When we discriminate against someone else, 
You know, that, that other person that too was made in the image of God, what we're telling God is, you stink at what you do. You're no good. If that's your image, you're, the sin of discrimination is a, a blatant disobeying of the greatest, of the chief, of the royal command of all. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 22? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And James, Jesus' brother, says this in James chapter 2. Yes, and indeed, it is good when you obey the royal law as found in the scripture. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you favor some people over others, you are committing a sin. You are guilty of breaking the law. For the person who keeps all of the laws except one is as guilty as a person who has broken all of God's laws. Did you catch that? The, the sin of discrimination that is breaking the law, that is law breakers. Discrimination is a very, very powerful way to live. Filled with a, a better than you attitude, filled with anger and hatred, suspicion. It is a life of self-righteousness and work righteousness. It's a, a very powerful way of living that ends with judgment. This is what God's word says. Because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Very powerful way to live. But it's not the only way to live. There's a different way. It's a, a life of discrimination detox. It's a, a life free from discrimination that Jesus shows us about. It says in James chapter 2, love your neighbor as yourself. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Okay, Jesus, he was, he was perfect. He is perfect, holy, righteous, better, literally better than everyone else. And yet scripture says of him that he is the friend of sinners. Jesus wasn't concerned about his standing. He was concerned about others because mercy triumphs over judgment. Let's say that together. Mercy triumphs over judgment. And so in one of the racial accounts in scripture, it says of Jesus that he, he had to go, okay? He, he had to go to Samaria, that, that place that they were to avoid, that place that you know better than to go to, that place where those people live. The scripture says Jesus had to go there. He had 
to go there because there was a woman there who was in spiritual need. And so he had to go there. And he had to share with her living water to cure her parched soul because mercy triumphs over judgment. Let's say it again. Mercy triumphs over judgment. In one of these political scenes in the scriptures, a a Roman centurion, a, a Roman military guy filled with brass, the medals, the stripes, all of that stuff, the the enemy of the Jews, one of those guys comes to Jesus and asks Jesus to heal his servant. And so Jesus heals his servant because mercy triumphs over judgment. Let's say it. Mercy triumphs over judgment. In one of the social justice issues that we see in in Scripture, there were 5,000 under-resourced and underserved people who needed something to eat, and Jesus met their need. Even though he knew that they really didn't care who he was. They just cared that he could take care of their need. Even though he knew that they were just going to be taking advantage of him, Jesus still fed, you know, fed them, filled their need to overflowing because, let's say it together, mercy triumphs over judgment. Jesus came to a a guy named Matthew. Matthew was a a tax collector in our terms today. He was just out in the open, blatantly an extortionist, okay? And, And while Matthew was extorting money right in the act of it, Jesus comes to him and says, follow me. He didn't say, get your act together, Get your life together, and then maybe we'll talk about you being able to follow me. He just said, follow me, because mercy triumphs over judgment. Jesus offers that same mercy to present-day people, too. To Adam, the addict. Carol, the coveter. Danielle, the five-time divorcee. Frank, the unfaithful. Phil, the financially flawed. Gary, the greedy. Gina, the, the jealous one. Pornography, Paul. And every other person and every other label, including me, including you, including my labels, and your labels. Because you see, Jesus' righteousness doesn't overshadow his mercy. Jesus didn't allow his holiness to overshadow his grace. And so Jesus offers forgiveness. No matter the person, no matter the label. Lamentations 3 says, 
The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. That's so important. And here's why that's important. Because I know here in the ministry center, and I know those worshiping online, someone has a label. A label they don't like, a label they can't get rid of, a label that they're struggling against. A label that's making them want to cave. Here's why that's important. There, there are people who are not at the ministry center and people who are not worshiping online because they have this label and they don't think that God would accept them. Maybe they were even told that, but they were told wrong. And they need to hear that God's mercies never cease, that he has a new label for them. See, this discrimination detox life, this life of Jesus, Jesus' life, that changes everything. Because Jesus didn't play favorites in life, and he didn't play favorites in his death either. And so when Jesus died on the cross, all of his blood just loosened up all those sticky, I can't get rid of, labels and dissolve them away. And not only that, that blood of Jesus gave us new labels that stick on us. Labels like accepted, forgiven, loved, and empowered. These are labels that we get based on Jesus and who he is and what he's done. And so they are eternal. They're not based on us. They're based on him and what he's done. Because mercy triumphs over judgment. See, mercy isn't saying sin is okay. Mercy is forgiving sin that is obviously not okay. It is accepting and loving and respecting sinful people is a powerful way to live. It's a powerful way to live. It's a, it's a way that changes people's lives, not only for the person who receives mercy, but for the people who extend mercy as well, who put others first. And because Jesus has detoxed our lives, because he has taken away all of our negative labels, we can approach God in a completely different way now. We can approach God not on the basis of, of what we do and, and what we look like, all those things that lead to insecurity, anger, and hate, and putting other people down. No, we can approach God on the basis of Jesus' mercy and who he is and what he's done. And we can be welcome there because we're accepted and forgiven, loved and empowered. And we can approach our relationships with all other people differently now too. We don't have to base them on, you know, what I do, you know, or what I look like or what I have. 
but we can approach all our other person-to-person relationships on the basis of Jesus and who he is and what he does. Because as you know, mercy triumphs over judgment. It's a powerful way to live. As we get ready to to end our time together today, I I want to say a prayer and I I would like you to repeat it, okay? And so I'll I'll say a phrase and and then you repeat it, but you don't have to do this, all right? It's just, this is a prayer if you want a life detoxed from discrimination, okay? And so I'll say a phrase and, and you repeat it. I'll, I'll be looking down. And so if, if that's what you want, if you want a, a life free from the toxins of discrimination, repeat after me in prayer. Heavenly Father, I believe your mercy and grace is more powerful than my labels. I believe that Christ died to pay for the sin of my labels. Jesus, I believe that you have offered me new labels, forgiven, accepted, loved, empowered. Teach me and help me to live my life according to who you say I am. Amen. Thank you. And having prayed that prayer, I ask that we all now implore God to live that life free from discrimination. That those those people that we've been avoiding, that we no longer avoid them. That like Jesus, we had to go there. That those people that we've been purposely ducking our heads so that we don't have to make eye contact with them, that we make eye contact with them. And, and those, those people that we've put down because they look different than we do, their hairstyle, that whatever that is, that we now see them as people made in the image of God, that we lead a life of discrimination detox, that we look at all people through the lens of Jesus' mercy. Because let's say it again, mercy triumphs over judgment. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you for bringing us together today and and revealing your love for us and in all people. Lord, help us to receive your mercy and to share your mercy, respecting and loving and forgiving and being empathetic and putting others first. Yes, Jesus, thank you for your mercy. Help us to live like you. In your name we pray. Amen. 
Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.